Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Playoff Diddy, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix. And to my left, I have my co-host. Hey, y'all. It's Stephanie. How are you? I hope you all are having a good day. It's May. The flowers have sprung. It's a good time to be alive. What the fuck has gotten into you? <laughs> what the hell's gotten into you? May. May's gotten into I you. I kid you not. Like, I mean, I mean, I already had a plan to like speak on this, but I mean, you know, like this year has been like just really it's not been my year. These the first four months of this year have been rough. I've been depressed more than I've been happy. I don't know what my future holds. I know where I want to be. I just the only thing between me and getting there is money, and I don't know how I'm going to attain the amount of money I need right now to get there, but I don't know. The The weather finally broke, and I didn't realize how much my depression is affected by weather, but I literally woke up today, and optimism was there, and I, I just feel lighter and happier. And things still aren't figured out, but I feel lighter and happier. See, I feel like people underestimate what seasonal affective is that what it is? Seasonal it's affective, affective disorder. Because, yeah. like, I feel like because everyone I, I know, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people, when the weather breaks, people are happier. Just in general, like that first time, it, if it hit eighty degrees today, right? This is the first time, first time mm-hmm. in Cincinnati hit eighty this year, and so it's like everyone just feels like there's a a little bit of a lighter. Um, mood, a little bit of a lighter breeze on it. Um, and I feel like that's a lot of that is seasonal. It's undiagnosed in some people's cases, like seasonal affective disorder, because I, in, in, in theory, the weather shouldn't have this much of an effect on your mindset, but it does for a lot of people. Um, and I think that's one thing that I, we have to kind of be honest with ourselves <laughs> about and, and, know, and know what it is. So there's that. Um, it also probably helps that I finally went back to therapy. Pro- probably. probably. I'm still working on trying to find a good, solid therapist. Hey, if y'all need some recommendations, I have a couple in my back pocket. Just, you know, DM me or something. I will gladly share those with anyone. Um, yeah, so how was, how was your weekend? I wasn't in town this weekend, so. Yeah, you had fun up in D.C. Oh, it was cool. Um, just hung out with my regular people. Mm-hmm. It was a solid weekend. We got back to doing regular Sunday fun day. So that, well, whoever breaks, people sorry. So no, that, but like not Sunday Funday going. I'm talking back at Jay's no, chilling. Yeah, like, yeah. I, know, I know the real. I know the real Sunday Funday. Yeah, I I I missed it, and I'm glad we did it. Um, I'm starting to think all the guys I date listen to the show on the low. That's probably not surprising. I don't know how. I don't like. I promote us enough, but not enough. Like if you're not paying attention. But you got to understand, some of the guys that you date probably also know and or follow me. Yeah, but that don't mean nothing. <laughs> Why doesn't it mean things? Oh, I do also have a funny story. But, uh, yeah, they all apologized last week. This one nigga hit me up. At, it was so funny. Friday night when we went out. Um, I saw him. He saw me. I gave him, like, a head nod. I really do date like a nigga, but I, I hit him with a head nod. And then later in the night, he came up to me, and he was, I was tired. I literally went to go sleep in the car. I'm sorry. This is going to be more of like a stuff just has, like, mental thoughts. She just needs to weave through and just put it out there. 
Okay. Um, so Friday he hits whatever he sees me. I went to I told Derek, I said, give me your keys. I'm gonna go sleep in the car until y'all ready to go. And I was walking out and he came up and gave me a hug and he's like, It's good seeing you. And I said, Yeah, cool. I didn't think anything of it. But he calls me, I got home at like three ish. He was like, Hey. I said, Hey. Ain't nothing open at 3 a.m. besides McDonald's and legs. So. Right. So I'm thinking my legs was about to be open, TBQH. Um, and he was like, oh, I was just calling to see if you wanted to go grab some food. But you're all the way in Mason? I said, yeah, nigga. And he was like, oh, okay, well, yeah. Like, you know, I know we haven't really talked. And I said I was going to start hitting you up because I texted you a couple of weeks ago. But uh, I just want to let you know, like, Last year, I was just in the wrong headspace when we met. And it was just weird because, like, i just been getting a lot of apologies lately, um, including my ex from Los Angeles. We've talked about him on here. He apologized. He said, I'm sorry for any contributions to us not working out. And then, of course, you know, the, the most recent ex, he even apologized last week, too. And I don't know, like, you ever just receive apologies from people and you think, like, like first of all, you don't. Most people don't have an expectation for people to apologize for their behavior in the first no, place. Because people ain't shit. Well, yes, that's why I always say don't never have expectations of people. Yeah. But people will fail you every time. In the back of your head, a part of you is like, if these people ever apologize, like you, you have this like, what you perceive to be your reaction. And my reaction, more more or less, out of all of them, was just like, okay. And I don't know. I've been. I'm feeling some kind of way about it. I can't articulate the way I necessarily feel, but I've been feeling a way. Especially when the one from Los Angeles apologized. I just I always thought like I would, you know, it would give me something. But mm, I guess like closure is a one-sided thing. And if you give it to yourself, like you'll be fine. And I think that's what I realized with all these apologies is it was a one-sided thing. Like I'm sure it clears, you know. It clears their conscience. It clears their conscience and for whatever reason they felt they should express it. Um, but for me on my end, it made me realize I've done enough of what I needed to do by myself to get to where I need to be. There's something to be said for self-sufficiency. And, <clears throat> excuse me, self-sufficiency, self-sufficiency in anything. But especially when it comes to navigating this whole thing we call it the dating, relationship, friendship, culture, right? Um if you go into expecting other people to give you closure, you will never. You'll, you'll never, never receive you'll it. Never receive it because again, if given the chance, people will disappoint you nine times out of ten. So you have to be able to be okay with making that for yourself. However, however it comes into play, you have to be okay with that. Um, so I do believe that you know uh, that's good that you were able to kind of come never a relation. Like I didn't need their apologies. Yeah, it's cool. Like. Congrats. Thank like, you. You know what I'm saying? But like, I didn't need the shit because I was doing well enough. Yeah, but I not was, even like in that sense. It was just like, cool. Like, I, you know, you know, the one in Los Angeles, like him and I have like, I don't know, not like rekindled anything. He's been flirting like a little bit lately, but nothing like, you know, I, I think too much of it. Um, the most recent one, like, it was kind of bullshit, kind of not. Who knows, you know? But, oh, shit. Even another. I got four apologies last week. 
Are you wrecking apologies like Infinity Stones, my nigga? I swear to you, I, I even, like, I was like, this is weird. Like, I don't know what's going on. This is weird. But, I mean, I'll take it. Whatever y'all need to feel conscious or, you know, whatever it is. But I'll take them. Like, you know. I feel um, you. I feel you. Um, mm, but that was that was just up until Friday. Um, Saturday, though, we went to Queen City Radio and I was standing on the balcony. I looked down, two dudes that, two of the guys who actually apologized were sitting there having a conversation. And this guy I just like recently started talking to, went up and dapped him. And I was like, wow, look at those Eskimo brothers. It's, 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 it's an unavoidable situation. We live in Cincinnati. That's why I laugh at it. Like, there's, I know my type. My type just happens to all be friends. Now, if they want to feel a way about it, like, that's up to them. I think, again, part of self-sufficiency and kind of self-reliance is, is understanding that everyone will not feel the way you expect or the way that you want them to feel about shit that you're okay with. Like, people have a right to not be okay with any certain thing that goes on. Like, if they don't want to be knowingly Eskimo brothers with somebody that they're cool with when it comes to somebody, they have the full right to be able to kind of not have that go go down. And if they're cool with it, they're cool with it. Um, again, Cincinnati's just a, it's a city where if you're if if you're a young black professional um, that's been here longer than six months and who's actively dating, you're gonna run into it. At, you know because it ain't much variation. You know what I mean? Like I know, and for me, it's just like. Part of me, part of me, is still trying to get over that because it's like, damn, like if I if I want to take somebody seriously, like ideally, some like someone who I would like invite to like a hypothetical wedding wouldn't also have taken her seriously, you know, been been involved because it's these like, niggas not going to each other's weddings. They ain't on I that level. Hypo- I, I know you're saying me. hypothetically. I'm, I'm just I'm me. I'm speaking reality. But these then again, but not. Like, that's, and, and, and there's a difference. And there's a difference. I also don't takes- want to get married. So hey. hey. There's a difference between something you take serious and something you don't. Like, yeah. Like, like these hoes are for everybody. Hey, you know, that's another thing, though. Like, ladies, listen. Oh, I'll get into it. I have a whole, oh, this is, this is one of my, my wild cards. We're having Stephanie's Corner right now. Cue, like, the uh, Ste- music. Stephanie's Corner sounds like a dangerous, dangerous place. No, it's not. I already told you. I, listen, I there are some things that are they're sitting on my chest, and I just want to get them out, not from a place of anger, but from a place that I hope I say this and I'm heard. Um, well, yeah. hope, hopefully people are listening, you know. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, I was in D.C. this weekend. For Brock, for How Brock, was it? For Brock, um, first of all, D.C., it's, just, it's beautiful as like as a, for like, as like on a cultural level, it's just beautiful black people everywhere, and it's not like it's like black young professionals everywhere. It's like a very it's a varying mix of just like I'm gonna sound like one of them corny ass hotels, but it's like melanin everywhere. It's just like you go and you just see black people for like as far as I can see type shit, and it's amazing. I remember. I was at this place for a happy hour, and mind you, it wasn't like a special ass move for happy hour. It wasn't like a advertised situation. It was just niggas needed food, you know what I mean? And we went to the spot, and the entire place was filled with black people, like, and it, and it was like 
if I if the same amount of black people was at this spot in Cincinnati, that would be even moved. Like that would be like considered like, oh, we're going to this place tonight. You know what I mean? But it was just a normal ass, regular ass, just Friday. You know what I mean? So that was just that was just beautiful to see. Um, uh, I think, but went to see Broccoli Fest. Um, first and foremost, Broccoli Fest. The niggas who was reselling these tickets was out they motherfucking mind. Like Broccoli Fest tickets retail for eighty five dollars. Niggas was trying to sell them, but until I didn't realize Broccoli Fest was so cheap. Yeah, it retail. It's a it's a one day festival. You know what I mean? And the headliner is Migos. Not not no Migos. Fro- no throwing shade on Migos, but the headliner is Migos. And low key, the headliner should have been Cardi B, but they booked it before Cardi B's album popped before off. Like before she did. really blew up. Yeah, but headliner was Migos. Now not fucking not um, Beyonce, not Hove, not J Cole, not Drake. It's Migos. You know what I mean? So it's a one day festival. So. Tickets retail at eighty five. When I tell you they sold out, and they sold out before I figured out I was going. You know what I mean? When I tell you the resellers was trying to charge crazy prices, it was like at one point, man, the cheapest you can get online was two hundred. But shout out to Sunel, we waited, we waited, we waited, we waited, and then like early Saturday morning, like niggas ain't going to sleep yet from the Friday kick it. Was able to come down off that price of a reasonable number, so I go ahead and purchase um, the tickets. Um, it was Cardi B's last performance before she kind of took the time off before her pregnancy. I told you those summer dates that she, you're talking about, she 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 canceled them to kind of make sure that the baby was healthy. Which again, all all prayers, all well wishes, all that good baby's luck to, doing in like a month or so. Like but, she's about to pop. But yeah, like all prayers, all well wishes to Cardi Offset and everybody for a healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby, but she canceled those summer day performances we talked about a couple weeks ago because, you know, again, and you could tell, like, it was time for her to kind of shut it down because she was tired at that performance. Again, no shade to Cardi because she's having a, she's carrying a whole human in her body and trying to perform, but you could tell, and she admitted it, like, you see videos, like, she's like, I'm a fucking tired, boss. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Like, Hey, that baby sitting on your diaphragm, you really can't breathe. And, and so, like, that's, why was like, that's why I was like, no shade to Cardi. It's just you know what I'm saying. It was like you could tell, like it's time for her to kind of take some take some time off to to get to get healthy healthy as far as the pregnancy is concerned. Um, Nipsey Hussle uh, performed "Fuck Donald Trump" and had a, a Kanye the Kanye selfie. Um, I started to realize that I'm starting to get a little washed because my body can't do the quick turnaround like it used to. Like we had kicked it, I kicked it Friday crazy. Didn't get didn't get back until. The Airbnb I was staying at to like five o'clock in the morning. Then t- got up, did brunch, d- went from brunch to the festival, went from the festival, and plus Ubers and Lyfts that entire weekend was fucking crazy to get home. And by the time I took a shower to try to get back out Saturday night, my body was like, nah, nigga, <laughs> stay your black ass in this house, stay your black ass in and go to sleep, nigga. Um, and then we did a Sunday fun day after that. It was just like, I'm starting to realize, like, my body can't do what it used to. Like I sound like a, I sound like the Michael Jordan off the Washington Wizards type shit. Where it's like my body can't just do what I used to be able to do with like ease. And what compounds it is like I'm going to, I'm going to Louisville for the Derby this weekend. 
and like I think I'm gonna spend like a total of maybe thirty six to forty eight hours in Cincinnati <laughs> since like Thursday of last week <laughs> because of just that's how my schedule lined up. So after I get back, don't after I get back, don't ask me to do a, a damn thing for the next six weeks. I'm poor. I'm tired because my bank account looking at me like you need to chill the fuck out too. I'm poor. I'm tired. Don't ask me to do nothing. I'm at the house. I'm chilling. I'm watching the games. Leave me alone. But yeah, so there's that. I saw Avengers Infinity War. Did you see it yet? No, I'll get around to it. Okay, you'll get around to it. So I ain't going to go into detail as far as the actual I don't ever care about spoilers. Does Spider-Man die or not? He did. He did die. Everybody died. No, everyone said they disappeared. They didn't die. But then the writer said, or somebody from the movie came out and said something. I don't know. I guess I got to see it. So so for those who haven't heard it, um, shit, spoiler alert, whatever the fuck, and we'll talk about that later. Um, Yeah, Thanos came and wrecked shit. Thanos came in and completely wrecked everything and everybody. Um, We're going to have to have an honest discussion about T'Challa, because T'Challa was looking real weak in this movie, too. Um, well, y'all brace yourselves when um, I really hope they develop Black Panther too with the like this close to the comic book. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I suggest y'all read up on that because when he get married to Storm, after he divorces, what's her name? I can't remember her name right now. Uh, Lupita's character. Shit, no, I felt like it started with an N, but I can't. I can't, can't remember. Whatever. And but, then she turns into a villain, listen. baby. Listen, Thanos and his people came into Wakanda and... Wakanda forever. N- nigga, Wakanda wasn't forever, nigga. Wakanda left. <laughs> Wakanda wasn't forever. Thanos came in, fucked shit up, and left. Um, But, yeah. And so, like, at the end of a movie, he got that last Infinity Stone, snapped his fingers. And if you write the comics, if he snapped, the finger, if he snapped his fingers, half the universe dies. In this case, it kind of like they disintegrated, they turned into ash. There are theories about where, how they going you know, play because because if you pay attention, there's a Spider-Man two uh, schedule, there's a Black Panther sequel schedule, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy sequel schedule, a Doctor Strange sequel schedule. So all of those people. Hey, but if we could just talk about DC Comics for a second, Aquaman movie comes out in December. The DC movies uh, have been I trash. Don't give a fuck that. I w- I just want to go see Jason Momoa. You can watch still pictures of him. You could just take. Stills. I'm I'm going to go support Aquaman because that man is fine. The DC comics, the movies have been absolutely god awful, and I said it. But one thing I want to talk to you about, talk to you about, because a lot of people are getting mad. At like reading spoilers online and reading spoilers spoilers on social media. How do you feel about that? First, before I get into my little hot take, how do you feel? Spoiler? I don't care. I already t- like. I'm the type of person who will go to people and be like, "Oh, did you see this?" And then they'll they'll be like, "I'm not gonna spoil." It. I'm like, "I, you telling me what happened? It's not gonna stop me from seeing it." But y'all know me. Like, I don't watch TV, and I don't. Like, I don't go to movies that often. So, like, the idea of somebody spoiling for me doesn't exist. All right. So, here's my take. The general consensus for, for movie spoilers like this is you get the opening weekend. 
you get to like Sunday night. Then once Monday morning happens, spoilers, because A, it's the same thing that people do when they live tweet shows like Scandal or How to Get Away with Murder or Atlanta or you know anything else. But live tweeting while the show's going on it could be considered a spoiler for those who didn't get the chance to watch it. But we live tweet anyway because that's just what we do with movie spoilers. Again, the same thing. The general courtesy is like, we'll give you open and weekend. And then after that, if you use your mute, use your mute keywords feature, turn off Twitter, turn off Instagram, whatever. Because again, if you that's the nature of social media. Even the director said, like, look, if you don't want this shit spoiled for you, I would recommend turning off your Twitter app, turning off your social media until you see the movie. I will never understand how people will get on social media and then complain about seeing spoilers and then chastise the people who are quote unquote spoiling the movie because they've already seen it instead of closing the app and not being on the app until they go see it or use the handy dandy mute keywords feature to be able to mute the keywords until you see it. I don't understand the the not the audacity, but the, the that's like the arrogance of like because you yourself didn't see it, that everyone else should refrain from talking about it until you, this almighty magical motherfucker, has seen it. I don't get it. It's not. I don't get it. Now, that's just my opinion. If you without past opening weekend. I gave people till Monday. I gave people to Monday at 9 a.m. If you ain't seen it by Monday at 9 a.m., mute me, you know, leave group chats, whatever, because, like, we got to talk about it because there's been people who've been wanting to talk about it since it came out. Listen, I saw it on Thursday at 7 because I knew I didn't want to have stuff spoiled for me. So I made sure to clear time out of my schedule to see it. And then after I saw it, People called me to discuss because they knew I seen it. So I just don't understand the whole, like, can't no one talk about it until I seen it. Like, you are one person. Avengers made damn near $300 million domestically in the box office last weekend. A lot of people have seen it. You go, unless you're, unless you're a hermit, you're going to run into some spoilers. Also, side note, for all y'all motherfuckers who thought Avengers wasn't going to pass Black Panther... Y'all just y'all don't know, y'all don't know how anticipated this movie was. Those are only people who, who, who just got, started watching Marvel movies when Black Panther I, came out. Okay, and I I hate those type of people to be quite honest. I with hate is a strong word. I, I, I dislike them because they talk about things they do not know. There you go. And so, like, like they talked about things like, well, um. The marginalization of the Black Panther cast and Avengers: Affinity War shows a shows a bigger problem with the marginalization of people of color in the Hollywood film industry. Well, one, the marginalization of the Hollywood film industry of people of color happened way before Black Panther, and is going to continue to happen for an extended period of time afterwards. B, it's not Black Panther two; it's a whole Avengers movie. There were seventy six. Named cast members in Avengers and Avengers Infinity War, y'all some selfish motherfuckers. If y'all think T'Challa and, and and the gang was gonna get all the screen time, yeah, I, I just I think it's a bigger thing for me because I hate people 
I, I extremely dislike people spouting off about things they don't know about like it's fact. And that annoys me to no end. And speaking about people who just spout off not knowing anything, we got to talk a little bit more about Kanye. Because we had the last, we had the episode last week about Kanye, but then... I told y'all last week, by the time we got to go. By the time we recorded and posted it, he just said some more shit. He just said some more shit today. Look. Y'all still going to wear them shoes or are you going to burn them? Sell them. Don't burn them. Sell them. Make some money off them. Make profit Make off of a profit and ass nigga. And you know what's even worse? Like, I think the defense in which people, some people are trying to go to, and when it comes to talking about Kanye, like, either, you know, some people are taking the, oh, well, if he never met um, Kim Kardashian, he wouldn't, blah, blah, blah. Yes, does she have a tendency to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Enable. Enable his behavior? Absolutely. But is she the blame for his behavior? No. And I think the thing is, people want to think Kanye was never this person. Did Can the death of his mother add to the breakdown of who he is now? Yes, but if you if you just go back and like view Kanye for who he is like since the beginning, you know, even if you were to analytically look at some of his lyrics, who Kanye is today has been building since the beginning of his career. The needing for people to to accept him, accept, recognize, Give, show him props, show him props. But what happens when you're messing with someone with narcissism when they don't receive it at a certain level? The brain turns right. So instead of instead of you know giving my, me my due process, right? It then becomes it's not asking or seeking approval. It's manipulating the situation in my brain to feel that I'm already getting it. So he tweets out things like, I'm making more money than Jordan off of my shoes. Okay, that's a lie. We could easily pull the numbers, right? But when you're a narcissist, I said it so it's true, right? So like, take for instance today where he says slavery was a choice. Like, no. What I honestly think in the back of his mind, he is upset. It's complicated on so many levels. But the most simple way to to kind of, you know, peek into what his brain is thinking, Kanye views, Kanye has an understand, understanding of how bright and intelligent and, and, and the things that black people can can do, but he can't conceptualize why we are where we are. So instead of stating that frustration, right, it's easier to say we at some point we have to have made this choice instead of, you know, you know, objectively stating what has happened in production of, of blacks in America up until now. And honestly, like, he probably thinks his ancestors were weak. All right. What kind of, so I think, I come speaking as a as a former like I like I told people last week, Kanye's late registration was the first album I bought off my actual my own actual money. Like I saved up for it, right? So like, it's you know it's weird seeing your idols fall, 
because Kanye, like, for a while, like, I identified with Kanye because Kanye was right. He wasn't the one rapping about guns, drugs. He was rapping about some real life shit. And I, coming from somebody who I wasn't out here singing, slinging dope, I wasn't out here selling drugs. I was like, I can identify with a lot of what he's saying. So seeing that and seeing him kind of just crumble mentally, um, I think a lot of people are only making this excuse for Kanye is because he built up so much equity with a lot of people early in his career um, as, as being this kind of this, 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 this person who was championing the little guy who was standing up for like, you know, the civil rights of African-Americans and, and all of that. Like, how can the same person who said, like, my mother was raised in the sit-ins with that in my blood, I was born to be different, then turn around and say slavery was a choice and 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 rocks for made America, make America great hat again, and then says like racism doesn't exist. It's like, and I think because it's such a shocking, t- in in wrestling they call it a heel turn, where someone who used to be good out of nowhere becomes bad. It's such a shocking heel turn that uh, some that I think people blame Kim is because a lot of. People blame Kim because they need, we need a reason why he did this shocking heel turn, and the only and the only life changing thing because he made new slaves, he made all of that after his mother died. So, so, so the only life changing thing that we can point to is Kim Kardashian or the Kardashian as a family. That's why I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a it's a sexism thing. More it's just like it's them, the Kardashians, and it's like. It's their fault because that was the life-changing, quote-unquote, moment. But I'm going to go with it is a sexism thing. Um, Because even the honest of him being a good person is put on his deceased mother. That was the only woman in his life who would tell him something. But why is it, like, on one hand, it's, because his mother isn't alive, he can't be a good person. And on the other hand, it's because his wife is who she is. He's still not a good person. Like, what? at what point is it just Kanye's not a good person? And I, so I think the reason why, because it's hard to, it's hard to kind of separate what's considered sexism versus what's considered just criticism of the Kardashians. Because the Kardashians have had a, a criticism about them, a kind of an infamy about them for a while. Just as far and and as far as like everything is concerned, and and as far as like they have this quote unquote reputation is like you give it to Kardashians, and then your careers are never the same. Um. So, it's, but I think a lot of it is again, it's it's because Kanye built this equity early as being as being some. Uh, a misunderstood person, but being someone who was like, who was speaking valuable, right shit. Um, and I think the heel turn started with Taylor Swift, but because us as black people don't really like Taylor Swift and he was the quote unquote defending Beyonce, you let him side with that. Cause it's like, you know, he be, he was probably right. <laughs> like Beyonce probably should have got the award. But then it's, it's, it slowly trickles and there's a, there's a corollary where it's like, if you place a frog in water and you immediately turn the water to hot, the frog would jump out because he's like, oh, shit, it's burning now. Nope, I'm out. But if you slowly over time turn the water up, 
the frog will die because he won't notice the, the water's getting hot until it's too late for him to move. That's what happened with Kanye. It's like he slowly, slowly kind of turned from the person that we remember from the college dropout late registration days into this person slowly and slowly. Like, And the catalyst, the catalyst probably was his mother's death. But we can't... At this point, that's ten years. That's ten years removed. Like we, you can't. That can't still be the reason why Kanye who is who he is today. But it slowly and slowly started turning into what he is today. You know, with kind of how we talked about Amber Rose after after they broke up, um, him trying to co-opt the Confederate flag, and uh, his Jesus. You know, and in retrospect, like. We praise my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, right? But this is, like, that's pre-woke time. But you realize, like, in retrospect, like, while I would still give props to the album because I, I absolutely do love that. Like, I love Good Friday's Kanye. I've always been a Kanye fan, so it does hurt to see somebody who I admired and look up to be somebody I can't relate to ever again. Um, but in retrospect, oh, you and a woman, whatever happened, you know... Everybody deals with heartbreak on on different levels, but the material that he he decided to put out to to get over that relationship in retrospect is fucking horrible. And I had Easy taught me as my Twitter name at a point. You know what I'm saying? But you know, even that skit is gross. And if you want to talk about Chris Rock and him thinking that he was gonna get divorced and holler at Rihanna and she was just gonna see it for him, and then talking about some oh she put me in an uncle. And y'all know how I feel about zones. There's no such thing. That person just doesn't reciprocate the feelings that you have for them. Like, that's a whole other, like, ew. Okay. Y'all niggas was doing a lot last week. Uh, with, well, the Chris Rock thing, I didn't read, because he said that in his, his stand-up special. Um, Again, and maybe. No, let's finish the Kanye yeah, thing yeah, first. Yeah, sorry, because, but yeah. But in retrospect, like, that album even is, like, Hikey disgusting. You know what I mean? Like the way you went after a woman and it's a smear campaign, essentially. And and so And I love that album. Yeah, like and mind you, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is 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 no question top two in his discography for most people. Yeah, but that album came out when I was what seventeen. It came out in like, two thousand nine, I wanna say. No, two thousand ten. Yeah, two thousand ten. So that was I was, I was like, seventeen. Was like, so yeah, was of course seventeen year old me doesn't let's have, I a toast, hear... let's have a toast to the douchebag, let's have a toast to the assholes like And you I, don't even comprehend that. You're just listening to the music and you enjoy it. But twenty five year old me with a little bit more experience and, and being able to read and comprehend more, like it's kinda like damn, like that was the high keyest mirror campaign on the Amber. And even if she cheated, which we'd never know because if you realize, like, Amber and Le- the only time Amber ever, like, really came out and said anything about that relationship is when they had that, like, 20-minute Twitter beef and she called and she said... You a figure in a booty-ass nigga. Yeah. But if you think about it, for the most part, she's been quiet. Probably for the best, to be quite honest. And I'm sure, like, she could come out and say things and it would be... You know, it'll make a lot of people look at Kanye worse than what he already is. I, and I feel like, no, I, okay. So at this point, because um, one thing I've, I've stopped getting in, in the middle of is the he said, she said campaigns with anything as far as like one person comes out and says their side. 
But like right now, like if Amber Rose said anything about Kanye as far as like negatively, like I can I can predict how it would go. Majority of a majority of women would be would just take him and be like, see, this is another reason we should got got rid got rid of the fuck of Kanye. This is bullshit. Like, not only is he a Trump loving Trump loving person, but he also did. Business. Hey, but he been telling us he loved Trump for two years now, and he's had Trump in many of his verses prior to Trump being a but presidential in, in fairness, candidate. Be, prior to a Trump lot of us here. thought so because like Trump was a. a but as soon as we realized, everybody else was smart enough to be like. Huh. Yeah, like, no, like... Hey, to be honest, though, like, you know what? With, like, all these, like... It's crazy how black people can realize that we're the epicenter of culture until it it comes time to canceling a black man. What do you mean by that? Because I saw you tweet that, and I was like, I want to ask, but it was like... I think you tweeted it, and I was like, I saw it, but then I refreshed my timeline, and it was gone. Like, you say black people or black? Like, like elaborate on that for no, me. No, black people. Okay, I'm just like... Oh. No, I'm not... This isn't a man thing. This is black people because, you know, let's take let's take the things that happened in the last week, right? Right. So you can take your Kanye comments. You could take the snippet from the Chris Rock, which, I mean, Chris Rock is like a fly-on-the-wall comment, you know, whatever. Not, like, I didn't, I, didn't think of, I didn't think of that Chris Rock comment as... I thought it was like... No, there's, there's a, a conversation there, which goes back to the whole idea of friend zone, which it's not real. It's either somebody reciprocates feelings for you for, or they don't. And if they don't, it's not a friend zone. They just... They don't want you. There's no such thing as a friend zone. I, Let me find this tweet because I articulated it very well in a tweet. I was like, because the reason why, okay, so the reason why I disagree is because, and this is a fucking tangent, but the reason why I disagree is because if someone doesn't want you, but then they don't want anything to do with you, that's one thing. If someone doesn't want you romantically, but they see you as a as as a platonic. I said the friend zone isn't real. Patriarchy has convinced you that you're entitled to sex slash romance from people even when they aren't mutually attracted. Is that patriarchy? If women feel like a friend zone is real too? Help me out with this. Most women don't feel... Fine, if women do, I'm I'm here. I'm going to talk to both sides. Friend zone is not real. You're not, I mean, and if you think of the context of a friend zone, it's usually in the idea of a man being placed there, not a woman. You don't hear women be like, oh, he friend zoned me. We know different women. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. I just say we know different women because I've, I've had conversations where women have felt they were friend zoned by me, by other people. Like, that's why, that's why that particular one, I'm like, I don't think this is a male specific situation here um but we were talking about chris rock or okay continue your point about uh chris rock the Nas situation the kanye situation the chris brown situation the art kelly situation it's it's what did chris brown do now nothing i'm just i'm talking these men in general we know like we have an established idea that Black people are the epicenter of culture. So in order to get rid of these toxic people, like, and we do it, like, you know, we'll back up a whole bunch of other stuff and a whole bunch of other people. But for some reason, when it comes to black men, and I'm not putting the honest of this on black men, it is black people in general. We do this, the, the same thing we do with, like, the raising of our children. We love our sons and we raise our daughters, right? The standards are just different. But then they become adults and they do these 
heinous things, and yet we still are like, we still love them. But when you become an adult, it's you love on on these men and chastise these women. The reason why, because so in my high level view, black women have been like the center of like the cancel culture, right? Like I call it the cancel culture. Like, oh, so and so is canceled, right? Like you like. Black women have been like, okay, so R. Kelly's canceled. Chris Brown's that's that's been the start of it, for and so because of that, I don't think like when you because what black women have 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 has been quote unquote canceled. Like we don't we don't like besides Azealia Banks, who else has been who else in like the Stacey Dashes of the world? Who else has really been quote unquote canceled? You know what I mean? But that's because women, the cancellation is like, women aren't being canceled for being abusive. And I think that's like, that's where, because women are doing other things. Women aren't, you know, being abusers, but we won't, we won't cancel these abusers. And that's what they are. And so define, so, so my question then is because, hey, what define cancel? Because if you guys are saying like, get this motherfucker the fuck out of here. Like what does what does canceled quote unquote look like? I mean, cancel culture is a hard thing, right? And so I, I guess there's no hard press answer to it. But I just it's for me when I think about it, it's like um, it's just interesting to watch people have these like race bait conversations, like race bait. Right? Like so, Bill Cosby gets convicted, right? Right. So you gonna convict the black man, but you can't convict Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein, okay, break down the act, the the allegations of of Bill Cosby being a predator has been happening since the seventies. Right, it's taken over thirty years mm-hmm. to get a conviction of his allegations. Right, Harvey Weinstein, the level in which Bill Cosby has been accused, just started last year. If it took 30 years to get Bill Cosby in prison, why do you think it's going to take less than that to get a white man in prison? And then add racial implications on there. It still took 30 years for a black man to be in prison on allegations of rape. Why would you think a white man is going to be in prison in less than a year? Let me answer that with a with a with a, a little bit of an analogy. You, you know, because you you see every time like we see them stories about, like, how the police have, like, uh, somehow detained a white man alive. Y'all though, want this to be know, that. No, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Like, you know, somehow detained a white man to be alive, and you're like, oh, so you, so now y'all can do this shit. Y'all, yeah, yeah, now y'all trained to be able to detain somebody without shooting them. I think we're not, again, and I'm speaking for myself here, we're not, you're not advocating for the white man to be shot. You're just like, hey, Y'all know how to detain someone you think is dangerous without killing them. Maybe we should try them on the other side. Versus, I don't think anyone who mentions that is like, Bill Cosby should be able to just be walking around in these streets. I don't think anyone's advocating for Bill Cosby not to be arrested. I have been saying that. And that's Damn, where... We don't have... We have totally... You said problems. that this morning. Because I'm like, I've ne- I've, I don't see anyone who's like, damn, like, Bill Cosby should... No, like... Even even the people who would usually be like, let's give them a chance. Like after like a certain amount of a certain number of allegations, ain't everybody? No, all fifty of them ain't ain't lying on you. I think I think the majority of people have like, 
got into it. it was like even if it's taking taking people a little longer, it was like all fifty is not lying on you. I don't think anyone's saying like Bill Cosby should be free like Harvey Weinstein is. It's more so like, well, shit. We have multiple allegations from rich, powerful victims about this motherfucker. Where the fuck is this motherfucker's trial? That's the only thing. It's like, where the fuck is this motherfucker's trial? No one's saying it like... It took no. 30 years. Okay. So, and so it's one of the things where like, and even still... But it's crazy because it's like, you uh, it's it's not even just the Bill Cosby. It's the R. Kelly, right? Do you know? You would think, you know, for us, we were, when we had, when in, he peed on that little girl, we we're all of like six years old, maybe eight. At most. Right. And it's when he married a 15-year-old, we were four. Right. Right? So now it's 2018. Finally, the ball is getting rolling on this man, right? But that's no different. Like, it took, we're 25. So it's taken at least 20 years to get the ball rolling on his case. And even then, you still have, and the crazy thing is to see black women, like, still going to bat for him. That's why this is, for me, is more so like a, this is a, I, I'm not understanding the complexities of black people realizing we're, we are the epicenter of culture until it's time to cancel a black man. It, like, the conversation can be furthered. I'm not the best at articulating when I just had the realization today. It's, it's, I think it, I think it's, 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 uh, it's a protective. Oh, my allergies. I think I think it stems from like I just don't understand why we need to protect people who do bad. Because bec- and the the thought process behind that, from what I see, is like you you quote unquote protect the quote unquote people who do bad or whatever. You protect everybody so that way they can't come in and then take the good too. It's like it's, it's like it's, it's it's almost like a it's a thing that we were taught even g- going back to our ancestors. Who was on? Who was in? Who was enslaved? And everything was like you protected everybody because it was like a us. It's still a us versus them mentality for a lot of it. It's still a us versus the world. And so because of that, a lot of people, not the majority anymore, but a lot of people are still like at the end of the day, like I gotta protect us versus them, versus versus white people versus the majority versus whatever. And so that sometimes manifests into protecting everyone, even the people who don't deserve protecting. Because we're like, look, we've already had so many quote unquote disadvantages. We already had so many people t- taking our good, taking everyone good from us prematurely that I'm protecting virgin people are throwing a blanket protection over everyone to, to to not and I hate the hate the whole this is a public lynching. No, it's not. Shut no, the fuck it's up. not. But as like people are like, I'm trying to protect everybody. As 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 like it's almost like a, a a subconscious thing. Now now with R. Kelly, I don't know how motherfuckers can still defend him. But also, I was very confused that like the parents of some of these people recently are like still letting their daughters be around, like for the sake of like a promised career. Like yeah. you should know better. Like, and, I, and, and, and when we said that, it was like, "Oh, you're blaming?" The, no, I'm not blaming the victim. Blaming the parents. The parents. The yeah, it's like at this point, these are children. Yeah, like and this, children are like. First of all, I just turned 25. By by science, my brain is just now fully developed. Right. Right. So at 18, 18, 16, 17, anything in your teenage years. You know, 
the a showering of love in any means is something you're going to take on as a positive thing because you don't know better. You, you Your experiences won't allow you to even get there. You can't even cognitively think of the wronging in this. Like, even, like, going back to him and Aaliyah getting married, like, where the fuck were her parents? And I, I think, and this is kind of, but I think we have to understand, I think, that people will always move the goalposts for their favorites. People will always move the goalposts, and people are inherently selfish. Thank so, God I stand for Beyonce. And so, like, people will always move the goalposts for their favorites, for idols, people who have been influential into their lives. So, for for example, with Bill Cosby, like, because B- Bill Cosby successfully tied himself to Cliff Huxtable, a lot of people are, like, moving the goalposts because of Cliff, the character of Cliff Huxtable or the things that... Bill Cosby like donated, you know, to to different HBCUs, different colleges, things of that in the third. Like R. Kelly, for some people, have has redeeming qualities. Like he's made, you know, songs that you know people can like just kind of just believe into. Like oh, I believe I can. people will always move a goalpost for their face. In fact, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, however you feel about the East of Race situation, people are moving goalposts for that too, on on both sides of the coin. Because like now, I don't necessarily. Like, after reading kind of the entire excerpt that was posted, like... Instead I, of just the snippet. And I, I can see how it was a little bit of satire, but I've also seen people get get heat for less. Like, I've seen people... I've seen, like, black men get heat for similar satire things. Hell, Atlanta, when uh, in the Champagne Poppy scene. Do you watch Atlanta? I stopped watching a couple... It was just getting too weird for me. All right, but so... Atlanta had a champ. The episode was called Champagne Poppy, where Van and like her friends was in Drake's house for like a New Year's party. This man is so fine to me. I gotta figure out how to get his DMs. Focus. <laughs> um, but so they had they had like a dark skinned woman kind of like go off on this white woman for being with like this actor who was black. And people were trying to like cancel Donald Glover saying he hates dark skinned women because he had that scene in his film. In in his show, which if you watch Atlanta, you know that Atlanta's clearly a sat a satire type of program. But same people wasn't given the same energy when Issa Rae did something similar because that's a faith. So I just want people to understand that, like, look, people are always going to move goalposts for their favorites. That's human nature. It's part of us being intrinsically selfish. So I just want people to stop acting confused when this happens, and go f- and 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 move accordingly. Any of your, any of your thoughts on that whole whole thing? Do you have any more thoughts on like the the Nas situation? Um, I did. Now I don't. Um, no. Maybe. I think, so for me, I just, again, anytime... Actually, hold on. I, I don't know, why are men so quick to counter women who claim to be abused? Like, I have questions more than I have a conversation. Like, what is your end goal? Like, is it, is it the complacency of silence? Like, it's just, it's... mm. A, okay, so... I'm not done. Oh, I thought you were done. Um, I mean, like, when I feel like every time, like, we get into these conversations, when when women are essentially trying to be seen as human, 
it becomes a and and I have I have a reason for saying that particularly is based off of an actual conversation I had with a man in an article that I read containing Terry Crews and the Me Too movement where he said men he himself said that men don't view women as humans um, and I I read through that and it's going to bring me to a whole point but um, just talking in the in the last weeks is it's becoming more like a in order for me to keep the same energy, it's no longer being able to engage in people who don't even see you as a human. And and it's having this stark realization that a lot of men just don't view women as few full humans. Because it it's you share your abuse and then it's suddenly um well, men too are abused, and it said, and it's like, okay, but right now, like, hear me in my moment as I share my story, and then you can, you too can have spotlight for your story. But if you are quick to respond without listening, we're not getting anywhere because nobody's been hurt. But it's like the the whole, you know, innocent until proven guilty thing. But that's for judges and lawyers. We aren't judges and lawyers. Like this is this is human. This is, these are things that we're going through. And I, you know, after reading the, um, I'll make sure we put it in the show notes, the Terry Crews um, um, article when he said it, it just prompted me to write this and I just wanted to share it. I said a lot of times when women start talking about their sexual assaults, their abuse, their trauma, held their day to day to a man, the conversation is cut short. At this point, the only thing I can relate it back to is that you don't want to see me as a full human. And I said a full human because um, last Friday I went out to a bar and I was having a conversation with this guy. And he said he was like, until a nigga decides that he wants you in your life, he don't see you as a human and he ain't got to. And this is a dude that I've seen on many occasions. I hold conversations with him at least once a week. And he claims to be someone that we get along and we're friends. But for him to be able to just say that to me, like, you're not a friend. Because you, 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 you literally just said you don't view me as a human. So we can't be friends. You like, What? But the rest of it, um, right back to you is you don't want to see me as a full, full human. When I speak, I don't need to hear what's happening to the black man because in that moment I'm talking about me a black woman I don't need my tales of trauma to be the catalyst for your race bait arguments I'm talking about me and I demand to be heard for me and for the women with stories just like mine and I know every time I open my mouth I become more human for using my voice I also know why you don't want to listen because the moment you do you have to recognize that you played a part in how society is structured today and honestly it's far past time that men decide they all play a part in what society is so don't silence a woman when she begins to speak don't prepare your retort listen listen to the pain in her tone to the story that leaves her lips because until men decide to listen we'll continue to be exactly where we are right now and I strongly believe that anything else I don't want to cut you off no I'm okay. fine. couple things one me personally I've made the decision to not get into the he said, she said arguments that go into, go into Twitter and abuse. Um, because for me, there is something to be said for 
it's a balance between innocent to proven guilty and also allowing the victim to be able to accuse without being pressed back upon. So I just have to fuck up. Um, and, and try to wait to hear both sides, try to wait to hear evidence, because again, in in today's society, and there's a quote, there's a quote from Winston Churchill that says, the, the, a lie will get halfway across the world before the truth puts its pants on. And that's true. Like, whatever's the first thing out that, that goes out into the world, people will take that and run with it. And then if there's a, a correction or there's a, if there's a a, um, a redaction that needs to be made or anything like that, people won't people won't even hear the redaction. For example, even today, um, people there's a there's a uh, there's a, a report that Tiana Taylor and Iman Shepard broke up. Right, Tiana Taylor like deaded those rumors. Right, she, like later in the day, she was like, "Ain't no split." Like she said, "Like only split I'm gonna be doing is on this dick." In in her words, but people are still running with the fact that Tiana and and, and Iman broke up even though she refuted it. Because, again, the first thing that gets out into the public, people take it and run with it. And then the correction or, or the redaction, people don't pay attention to. So, for me, I'm manifested by, like, I don't I don't make my opinion known. I don't, you know, I don't make my opinion known on anything until I get the full, the full story. Now, if what Khalees says happened happened, then you gotta you gotta look at Nas entirely differently because like the story that she said, the story that she kind of brought about was real was real tough to hear. Um, but if 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 it's shown that like that that story didn't happen the way she said it, then you gotta look at her differently. Like why are you like don't 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 lie about something that's serious. Um, as far as as far as women being seen as human and. I had a conversation with somebody on Twitter um, about about patriarchy and why it won't and why it's not going to go away. Because um, patriarchy looks at looks at men as assets and looks and looks at women as kind of bodies, right? Like it looks at men as assets as, and men have to have the assets to be able to kind of quote unquote have access to the woman's body. Like they feel like if you have enough access, if you have enough clout, if you have enough resources, you get access. Um, and so, because of that, there's sides of patriarchy that women benefit from. Not, I'm not saying women benefit from patriarchy in whole. I'm saying there's points of there's points of patriarchy that women currently benefit from that they, that they enjoy. Like, for example, being not being expected to kind of pay for the majority of the courting standards in a relationship. That's part of patriarchy too. But it's a it's a it's a part that we've intrinsically kind of grained into society as societal standards. Um, being able to kind of p- post your cash app or post your Venmo, post your PayPal in your bio and have just men send you money and, and hopes of getting your attention. Don't flirt on my DM, flirt on my cash app. That's part of patriarchy too. Because the saying that all a man has to do is give you X amount of money in order to, in order to buy your time or buy your attention. That's part of patriarchy too. Like, it, like that's, that's, that's what I'm seeing is because, again, it's like saying, like, I don't need to value as a human. I need to just throw enough money at you to get you to pay attention to me. And that's a part of patriarchy, too. What we have to understand is that people are inherently selfish. And people, because they're inherently selfish, w- when push comes to shove, people are going to do what's best for them and them alone. Now, in the ideal world, yes. 
people would we would just strip out everything that we thought we were taught and try to start anew. And 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 kind of start in this new society. But we have there's there's still unlearning that has to be done. And there's still like parts of patriarchy that get enforced from both sides that we have to strip out in order to kind of start from the ground up. Now, men were taught to not have standards as far as when it comes to the woman that they sleep with. Um, that that's part of patriarchy as well. Men, it was taught. It was taught like, look, you know, that's the whole like seeing you as a human, right? What you talked about that people are working on that now. The the fucked up thing about quote unquote seeing you as a human is like. I have to be okay with you telling me all the shit that I fucked up upon and then not and then not immediately going on the defensive. Right? Like that's something that is hard to learn and it's hard to do as a person is to, to allow someone to kind of just let you have it as far as all the things that you fell short fell short on without you immediately being defensive. Like, wait a minute, like, like, hold up. Like that takes time. Now, what I would recommend if if you want to see immediate results, and I think you, you've learned this, you've done this, is stop doing shit. Do shit for you. Like, do do shit that, that so you can be solidified as far as, like, I'm doing this shit for me. Fuck what they're talking about. Fuck what, I'm, fuck what anybody has to say. I'm doing this shit for me, because I'm trying to make sure I'm happy with where I'm at. Where I'm at. That, I'm, that I know that I'm a whole human that has Thoughts, feelings, expressions that deserve to be heard, and you're not, and you're not going to silence me. A lot of people wait on the other person to get that in their head, and that's where we fall short. Because again, people are inherently selfish. So for for a lot of men, at least if they're rich, patriarchy works for them because patriarchy says as long as you have the resources, you can get whatever you want. So for us to for for the rich man. To go against patriarchy, he's going out. He's going against his inherent selfishness. Same with white people and racism. So you have. To, so we. So you as the the oppressed, we as the oppressed, we as a minority have to say fuck what y'all talking about. I got to do this shit for me, and I got to go in and make my own shit pop in and understand that you, as the oppressor, you as a majority. You can choose whether or not to accept what I'm about to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. And you're good at that because we've had conversations where you're like, I don't give a fuck what you're thinking. I'm going to do this anyway. That's my kind of thought process on it. And like, if it doesn't make sense, I'm sorry. Cause you know, I'm trying to, I was trying to, trying to articulate things as best as I can, but like, that's what I see from it. I see, I see, I see an inherently selfish society that uh, is at the end of the day, when the chips are down, is always going to try to do what's best for them as a person and that takes unlearning to do in order to get to turn that switch off and in order to do what's best for anybody else as a whole. That's my thought process on it. And in closing, if you talk about your oppression and somebody <laughs> retorts with their oppression, cancel the conversation. Is that what I did? No, okay. I'm stating. I'm just, you know, because I was like, if that's what I did, then I apologize. You know, I wanted to make sure that 
Um, you know, I, I didn't intention I didn't intentionally do that to you. But um, before we go, um, my our homegirl Sierra, homegirl Sierra wanted to talk about summertime, and she wanted to like some how to hoe properly in the summer. <laughs> she didn't say she didn't say those exact words, but I twisted it. Um, as far as just like being able to enjoy your summer and live your best life. Hey, it's going to be sunny this Saturday. It's Cinco de Mayo. Don't be offensive. Don't dress up in Mexican garb. It's also not Mexican Independence Day, so let's it's look, not. Let's, let's let's not go there. Just go use the day to go drink. And if you and want to drink tequila, then do that. Build up your roster for the summer. You deserve. Listen, a lot of y'all. See, I had to learn this too. See, a lot of y'all. Yeah, I don't like keeping pieces on on the chessboard, and then you wonder why you get fucked around. Because again. Work off the assumption that no one's going to act 100% right. So because no one's going to act 100% right, you have to be able to have backup options and different pieces on the chessboard. If the queen not acting right, holla at the rook. If a rook not acting right, holla at the bishop. The worst thing a woman, the best advice I can give to a woman that's single, or best relationship advice I can give to a woman, is don't date one person. Don't until one person and you can come to a mutual understanding that the two of you are going to decide to be in a committed situation together. Don't close yourself off to one person, especially women. Like it's not, it won't work out for you the way that you think it will. And women are nurturers by nature. So you're going to invest more emotion into it than you should. So Spread your emotions around and date multiple people. And as far as hoeing goes, do it responsibly. If you know you can't be out here having sex with multiple people, then don't be out here having sex with multiple people. If you know that you get emotionally attached to people, then don't be that person. Like, sit down and have an honest conversation with yourself about, like, first of all, before you go hoeing, you need to figure out if you actually want to be in a relationship me, where I am in my life, due to my circumstances, I can't, like, I can't con- commit to commitment. I can just commit to consistency, okay? So I can't, mm-mm. and these niggas ain't even consistent, so I know what I could do. Also, I know what I have the mental capacity for. I don't get emotionally attached to people via sexual intercourse. Like, that's not going to do it. It's going to take you doing a lot more for me to be begging for you to be in my life and I'm not begging for anyone to be in my life but um just be honest with yourself like if you feel you want to be out here enjoying this summer do that but do it within the means of who you actually are don't do it because you think like you should be like everybody else like I know I'm the only friend right now who is like I rather have a full out I, I'm on my like 11th home run but Ho run, hey hey. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not clever. Um, <laughs> not, but it figure. doesn't work for everybody, and you just have to be honest with yourself about that before you're just out here like, I'm a hoe through the summer. Listen, first and foremost, a great prophet, Little Wayne, once said, "Safe sex is great sex. Better wear a latex." Get tested before the summer because you, you don't, don't need to figure out who you got some from. Coming. You don't want that latex. That I think I'm latex. Listen. If you are out here hoeing this summer, or, excuse me, dating and having a physical relationship with multiple people, 
please use condoms. Because otherwise, you swapping fluids between different people. If you catch something, you ain't going to know what happened. You get pregnant, you ain't going to know who the daddy is. It's a lot of complications here. Y'all not really out here having sex like that. And maybe, listen, and also... And if you are, I am proud of you, actually. And, and listen, for the men, find as many cheap dates as you can this summer that ain't going to cost you an arm, a leg, and your firstborn child. Gas is getting near $3 a gallon. <laughs> so be mindful. Um, and other than that, just, look, again, live your best life. Don't let anyone question you. Don't let anyone force you to not to do some shit you're not happy with. Um, if you don't have the mental capacity to be out here this summer, be honest with yourself and be honest with the people that you interact with. If you don't have the mental cas- capacity to be in a committed relationship this summer, be honest. And first, be honest with the people you're dating. Like, um, this guy asked me the other day, he said, you know, I mean, I'm interacting with multiple men. That's where I usually get caught up is um, a protection of of men still when I date. So if a man's like, oh, like, what are you what are you interested in when people because men ask that question too? don't be fooled. I have a tendency to be like, um, oh, you know, like very coy, but. I, I never, like, outwardly am honest with other people, but I also think for the first time in my life, I, I have the capacity to be honest because I know exactly what I want. Like, I can't handle a relationship right now. I'm also coming to the realization that I strongly do not want to get married. We've talked about this multiple times, but I'm also at a discovery phase right now where I don't know if children are in my future ever. Um, but I know right now I definitely don't want them. Uh, like, but when I say that, I mean, like, for a lifetime, like, the person I am right now mentally know mentally believes like I don't ever want to have children, which is a whole other conversation. But me and my therapist are still working through that. Um, so when I go to date now, you know, for instance, this guy asked me the other day, he's like, well, are you interested in a relationship? And I said, in all honesty, like, I'm not interested. I'm just, I'm not also closed off, but it would take a really strong, consistent man who shows his worth that would make me change my mind right now because I just I don't want it I don't need it I get nothing from it um, but you have to be able to answer that question for yourself before you're you're just going out here and having a hoe face it's, it ain't gonna work for everybody what she said <laughs> but no um, in closing um, again you have any any final thoughts before we we wrap this up? Cancel Kanye. Thank God we're finally getting R. Kelly the fuck out of here. Uh, if you want to donate to my cash app, it'll help me get my real estate license. So y'all honestly should, because that's where the money's going. I'll start GoFundMe. Y'all let me know because I need the help. Um, it's May. The weather is warming up. Find happy somewhere. And trust me, coming from a person who's been struggling with their depression and anxiety all year. And and having to cope with not realizing like depression, there's complexities to depression. And it doesn't mean that you're always going to be sad. And I didn't even realize I was holding that whole that stereotype in my head, but I I had to learn it firsthand. Um so reach out to your 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 people, check on them, make sure they're good. Surround yourself with people who can help you achieve your goals and all that other stuff. But it's May, so find some happy in this month.
last thing. Y'all gotta remember, people are inherently selfish. So when it comes down to them choosing you or them, we're gonna choose them. Understand that and move accordingly. Um, and stop talking about shit y'all don't know about. To be to be quite honest. And if you don't know about some shit, do some research. Google's still free right now. Um, otherwise, if you don't know about some shit, it's completely free to shut the fuck up. Damn, they did pass. N- Damn, we ain't even got net neutrality. Damn, Google is going to end up costing. So Google's free for the for the for right now. Use it. It's your friend. Um, but as always, uh, please follow us on our Twitter at SYS Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at Shoot Your Shot Pod. If you use Facebook, you know, we got a page on there too. We're still working on getting that shit up and running because I don't use Facebook. I have to remind myself to do so. Um, communi- communicate with us at hashtag Shoot Your Shot Pod on any platform. We'll see it. We'll appreciate you. If you have questions, comments, or something that you just want us to hear, hear or speak upon on this here podcast, email us at shootyourshotpod at gmail.com. And signing off, it's your boy C. Diddy, a.k.a. Playoff Diddy. AKA my calves are getting blown the fuck out right now in the first in the, in the first quarter of this playoff game. Um, and to my left, Stephanie. So be blessed. We'll see you again very soon.